The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Will Brinson Happy Fun Time Hour. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your I will Brinson. Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's uh, Tuesday. We're going to do some betting trends. Actually, this may be a Patriots AFC East centric show um, because I want to get. We, we got. Anyway, it's Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day you're listening to the podcast. Who knows? We're, we, we're six weeks into the season. This is where NFL teams start getting buys. You know, doesn't get buys. Hardworking NFL writers like. John Breach and Tyler Sullivan, who joined me. Uh, Brinson, first, I just want to say that glad you changed the name to the Super Happy Fun Hour, as I suggested. It's a great, what, what was the great name change? Where is the Super Happy Fun Time? What was what, that from? I don't know. It's from something, I'm sure. Uh, the other thing so is that I'm you? sorry that you did not work bye weeks into your contract, man. You got to think about that with your next deal. You got to get. I heard a rumor that four bye weeks. I don't know if like I don't know if this is actually true. I, it, it should be. Like I mean, I've talked. We, we talked about this for the last few years. Also, Sully, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Reach doesn't allow anybody to talk. It's unbelievable. It's I so stopped funny. talking and then you chimed in. Like, I'm crazy. under the weather, anyways. My voice is a little raspy, so I don't mind. Are you really? You know, I you could, just, you know, you could be like, "Hey, look, I can't do the Tuesday show." No, like you said, we're sports writers. We grind. No days off. We grind. No, Come on. Yeah. Hey, you're a yeah, you're a Belichick guy. <laughs> oh, did you did you swap around your uh, background there? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I got a new desk, and I'm moving some things around. It's a and a haircut. Did you get a haircut? I did get a haircut. Oh, oh, you still win six million dollars. He's, he's like kicking the fiance out of the house. Move, <laughs> getting a new desk. Uh, by the way, a quick update. If you if you care, and maybe I mean surely nobody does care. Um, I won't win six million dollars personally, but I'm perfectly fine if the the uh, it's not like a conglomerate. It's a the group that I'm with is uh it wins a six million dollars there are let's see how many oh my goodness this is no joke this is no joking matter there are 374 people left in the circus survivor it's 6.3 million dollars to first place it's week six and there are 374 people left that is effing crazy That's like they're, they're, i mean there i don't several i need to see how many i'll look and see how many it is but like obviously you know, a lot of people entered this. Yeah, I would assume so, right? I mean, I, you also make it sound like it's an ownership group, like you're about to buy a team. Like the group is in 300th or whatever in the circus. Pretty funny. Well, I mean, no, no, no. There's no only one. I, right. I, I, I know what you mean. 
Well, and looking at the numbers, two of the three most popular picks for week six, Buccaneers over Steelers, yeah. Packers over Jets, yeah. 49ers over Falcons. Yeah. So that's 40. three of the top four. Three of the top four. All right, 40. So like, I think week one, remember weeks, weeks one and two were insane. Maybe week one was, um, there were, I mean, look, I I was, I was, we were down to seven people in a, in a, in a local, uh, survivor pool. It was like 22 K to first or 22 K. I mean, it's maybe spread across like three places, which is three places is stupid, but whatever. Um, we went, we went, uh, 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 bucks and should have gone Rams. And like the worst thing is in this uh, chat, I'm in on like a, you know, football related chat that I'm in online. Like people were like, Oh, love the Panthers this week. And I was, uh, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. I was like, went on like a kind of an unhinged rant about why would you bet on the Panthers? And like, then naturally, I like talked myself into taking the Panthers against the spread <laughs> and like convinced myself the Panthers could win. You can't go Rams and Survivor. I mean, this is like just the, Ram, the Panthers stink. Anyway, the point being is that 374 people left in a Survivor with 374 entries left. It's possible there's people with multiple. $6.3 million to first. Now, Sully, is it, am I getting $3 million? No. If we win, it, but I will tell you this. You've done the math. You obviously have done the math. I know how much I'm getting. Yes. <laughs> if, let's just, I mean, if we win. Wait, who did you guys take in week? We're the Eagles. Okay. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. It was not so nice you. about two minutes ago in the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys kind of freaking Cooper Rush got to the three points. Point being is yes, if um, if presumably, or I guess it's not a guarantee, but there's a decent chance that if we did win, it would occur on like Sunday. We'd know about Sunday night. So yeah, so that's gonna be a fun podcast. Are you gonna, so if Brenton show up, I'll be, like, I'll be like this, like, Thanks, like Thanksgiving like, podcast is gonna be because he just won six million dollars. Or five hundred seventy. Do you think? Do you think three hundred seventy-four people are making it to Thanksgiving? Yes. No, no, I don't think 374 are. It goes down to one person. I think that it goes to Thanksgiving. Oh, that's good. Over, so over under Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We'll that's count the Sunday of Thanksgiving, think, too. Over under Thanksgiving weekend. Um, How many for, weeks? Uh, one, two, three. Thanksgiving okay. weekend. This, this week week's looks kind of easy, which is dangerous. Um, Always anyway. dangerous. Nothing's been easy about this NFL season. Well, but I'm just saying there's... Well, it's not easy, but it's like Bengals minus six versus the Falcons. That's not, 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 not easy. Ravens minus six and a half uh, with the Browns. Cowboys minus seven with the Lions and Dak back from injury. Okay, those are three actually. Terrible. Back. I, don't want any, I don't want anything to do with those three games. <laughs> um, Buccaneers at Panthers. I mean, the Bucs just pooped their pants at Steelers, but the Panthers are really bad. Jets Broncos. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Broncos team who only <laughs> plays Broncos, Broncos stink. Raiders, Raiders minus seven at home against the Texans. They're coming off a bye. is not bad. Chargers minus six. Oh, Seahawks, no. Dolphins minus seven against the Steelers. No. Okay, I lied. Actually, you know who the survivor pick is? Billy B. And Bailey Zappi. Against Possibly. the Chicago Bears. Possibly. Although somebody pointed out that um that the Pats have had trouble with mobile QBs this year. Um, 
I don't know how true that I think is. That's, I think that's been kind of a theme regardless, but for the him. linebackers are a lot faster. I mean, again, I think they're just as big of a problem for any defense. I don't think it's been like a super glaring weakness. Well, uh, let's just actually use that as a transition to get talk about the Patriots. So this cool. is the betting trend show. Uh, I think we're trying to fire up some kind of uh, – so the Cover 3 guys do a uh, like a Monday show that's like like after further review or something or whatever it's called. But it's basically like taking deep dives into bigger topics around the college football world. Um, so I guess we could do that. Sure. Sure. I'm here for it. Patriots are three and three, Sully. Mm-hmm. Now, when they were 0 and 3 or 1 and 2, I can't remember what the hell the record was. They're, the, the Patriots, it, it is, I, okay, let me put it this way. The Patriots, with the way that Bill Belichick operates, I feel like they are in an okay spot. Two straight wins with Bailey Zappi. They have the Bears coming up. They have the, and look, we, the Jets appear to be good. Uh, Wilson, Ryan Wilson was uh, laughing at me for suggesting that Belichick owns the Pats on Sunday night when the reality is he hasn't lost them since 2015, I think, or 20, maybe, yeah, 2015. I mean, the Bears. No, no, they're going to beat the Bears this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm saying oh, they you say two, he owns the Jets. I got you. They have, they have two, two games against the Jets, one, uh, Bears at home on Monday night, at the Jets the following Sunday. Colts at home the following Sunday after that, and then Jets at home. After, so four games in which the Patriots, I think they have to be favored at the Jets. Oh, my God. If you give me the Pats plus points at the Jets, then I am getting snuggly with that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would lean with you on that way. This has always been an easy portion of their schedule, even when we were looking at it in the spring. You know, it's, yeah, it's a little tough out of the gate. You had three out of your first four games on the road against – superior defenses, what we thought they were going to be in the Steelers and the Ravens. And even the Packers, we thought in Lambeau was going to be a difficult game. They almost and, won game. And once you start kind of that Lions, Browns, Bears stretch, this is when you're supposed to pile up wins. It also just so happened to coincide with Bailey Zappi coming in. So as much as we're talking about a quarterback controversy, I almost am like, all right, well, we knew that this was going to be an easier schedule. Like, you know, Mac Jones could probably do all the same things that Zappi has been able to do over the last few weeks. My biggest concern with the overall big picture season prospect of the Patriots is when, what is after this stretch. You play the Vikings after that second Jets game. Yeah. You play Vikings, the Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. Four straight primetime games. But but my, my larger point is that I, I think, you know, starting one and three is obviously not what Bill Belichick wanted. Mm-hmm. Getting to three and three. Not perfect, but if they win the next four games, and like again, they should be favored. Mm-hmm. Belichick, Belichick hates the Jets. He hates the Browns. He quit the the Browns slash the Ravens. Technically, are the only team that has ever fired him, and he quit the Jets' job. And by the way, that second Jets second second Jets game is after the bye. I think one of the things that's kind of not underrated, but I guess what I'm asking is, are the Patriots good? Well, I think Belichick really likes this team. Like, I think he genuinely likes how this football team is operating, how it's playing. They're not asking a quarterback to do too much. They're just playing within the system, playing great defense, turning the ball over and running the daylights out of the football. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, as much as Damian Harris has been good over the last few weeks, I feel that Ramondre Stevenson has a higher overall ceiling than Harris. So the fact that, Harris is going to miss maybe the next couple of weeks here due to injury. 
I actually think it helps the backfield a little bit more just because you have a little bit more of a versatile weapon in Stevenson. You saw last week he ripped off that 30-something yard gain. I believe it was on like a draw on third down, too. They were just playing for a field goal at that point, and he turns it into a touchdown. I think the general uh, what kind of what kind of play was it? I'm sorry. A, a draw. <laughs> <laughs> and so a draw. I I think he likes the overall style of which he's his football team's playing right now. And that's a little exciting because all of a sudden, if you get Mac Jones back for this for this Monday night game against Chicago, that's an easy game to start, you know, getting his feet back in. And if you have a raised quarterback ceiling, which I still believe that Mac Jones is a better quarterback right now than Bailey Zappi. Sure. All right, you're going to be competitive. Yeah, but I feel like I just don't think Belichick is in a rush to get Mac Jones back out there. This is kind of the Dak situation, except, except Bailey Zappi <laughs> are much closer in talent. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones are much closer in talent than Cooper Rush yeah. and Dak Prescott. So there's literally zero reason, especially with how Zappi's playing. You know, you guys, you talked about how obviously Belichick wasn't happy with the one and three start. But I think if you told a Patriots fan that this team would be three and three going into week seven before the season, they probably would have been fine with that because you look at the schedule. The Packers were there. The Ravens were there. I'm sure that you really didn't probably didn't expect to win either of those games. So that's two losses. And maybe they slip up uh, in one more spot. And the thing is, they probably could have beaten the Packers. You know, I'm sure Bailey Zappi they definitely could have beaten the Packers. If yeah. They had, you know, if, if Brian Hoyer doesn't get hurt, if you're not down to your third string quarterback, I'm guessing Bailey Zappi didn't take a ton of practice reps going into that week obviously he has taken all of them since then but you know and that game was still close and this defense has just been unbelievable i'm all patriots i'm all in on the patriots right now i think that this team could potentially make the playoffs the question is though when we're talking about when does mac come back or does bailey stay in and this is something that's been talked about on local radio so it's not a genuine take from me it's just something that's being talked about (laughs) is when do you bring him back then because if you're not bringing him back again in Chicago, 22 years after Bailey Zappi wins you six Super Bowls <laughs> well it's, it's true it, it, I mean there is a question because if you play this game against Chicago and Bailey Zappi looks like he did in Cleveland and starts in is I mean each of his starts he's been playing better and better you're not going to bring Mac Jones back in what is kind of a sneaky big game in New York against the Jets, who you're trying to... It's not kind of a sneaky big game. It's a, it's a huge game. Right. So a huge game trying it's to claw back into the division. All right. So he, the Jet, who, the, who do we say the Jets are playing this week? They're playing the Broncos uh, in Denver. Broncos. Yeah. If that or the total's 40, the spread is three. Like the Broncos, we all agree the Broncos are not great, even breach. Um, it's not implausible that Zach Wilson and Robert Sala and company roll in there and beat Denver. Like that's just, that wouldn't be weird the way that this, the Jets team is playing and sort of the matchup against that Broncos team and how this, you know, how Denver is playing. Um, and so then you're talking about, it would be the a, earliest. Is that game on CBS? Hopefully that's on CBS. You're talking the earliest for a Matt Jones re- return is against Indy in week nine. But if Zappy's playing well, do you just ride him till the bye? No, I think you absolutely you play Zappy against the Colts and go to your bye and let Matt, give Mac an extra week. You but, definitely okay, were, why, why not ride Zappy in the bye? Because then we're riding, talking about him maybe going, what is it? What would it be? Four and oh, five and oh in the bye? And then no, that's exactly what you do. That's exactly what you do. Because if you play Bailey Zappy to the bye and he goes five and oh, then he's just your starter. There's no question yeah. about it. You move forward you and still, back up Bledsoe. That's all that's the bottom line. Like. Right. But then if he struggles, you know, if he struggles against the Bears or the Jets, then you just say, All right, we're going to back Mac Jones. That makes your decision easy. You don't have to think about it. Because I think we'll be again, we look at Prescott's injury, 
when we got to week three, everybody's like, there's no way he's going to miss this showdown with the Eagles. That game's way too big. I didn't, I didn't say that. You, Brenton, said that. you did not say that. You said I would hold him out to the bye, which is the same thing we're saying here. And it's that now you have the showdown with the Jets and you're saying the same things with Dak. It's, oh, we got to get Mac Jones back on the field for the showdown with the Jets. I think you keep Zappy playing until the bye and then just kind of uh, reassess the situation. Then. If you're the Patriots, you ride Bailey Zappy as long as possible. Not not just because like he's playing well, but mostly because Mac Jones is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Like awesome if Mac Jones can get back out there and play. Mac Jones is a warrior. He's tough. Like I get it, but you don't. If you can get him four more weeks of rest, five more weeks of rest. One, you're one. I wonder, Pinky. One, um, you are helping him for the short term, and two, it's helping you for the long term. You don't need Mac Jones out there on a bad ankle, limping around, like ineffectively operating an offense. So you guys both seem, pre- I mean, Breach said he's all in on the Patriots. Brinson, it sounds like you're pretty optimistic too. Let's, you know, pro- throw it back into the bread- betting trends kind of narrative. Plus 196 to make the playoffs. Yes or no? Mm. Give it to me now. I'll take it. Breach wants to, I mean, Breach doesn't even want to nibble. Breach wants to gobble some one night plus 196. Um, Scroll down a little bit, Billy, and let's see. Look at the schedule. Good job, Sully. Wait a wait a wait. To actually, host something. Wait uh, wait wait a wait a wait a. So I think I don't think it's crazy to suggest that they could get a one win against the Bills. I I, I don't I, don't get me wrong. The Bills are a much better team. And what's our classic argument too, Brenton? That we bring up every year. What's that final game? That's Week right. Week eighteen. Maybe the Bills are resting starters. Now, having said that, Sean McDermott does have a. <laughs> pretty robust history of beating the snot out of division opponents in week 18 with his backups. So you don't want to get, but like if, if the bills are sitting guys and it's at Buffalo, I don't know why it's scheduled for 4 a.m. Eastern time. That's a weird. That, are those week 18 games like TBD though? Oh uh, yeah. It's gotta be a TBD. It it's a quirk on the NFL.com schedule page. Yeah. Um, straight off the prompter. Got Ron Burgundy here. No, I mean, it literally says 4 a.m. on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. By the way, if you're watching, hit the like button, smash the like, lightly tap the like button, whatever you want to do. Um, all right. So I'm of the I'm of the opinion they're gonna win their next four games and be okay. seven and three. So the question then becomes well, the questions become one, what do you need? How many wins do you need to get the playoffs in the AFC? And then two, what do the Patriots do from week 12 on? Let's say they lose both to Buffalo, then that's not even like a crazy idea. I think one of the benefits of the schedule is them having Miami in Foxborough late in the year. Typically, it always feels like they play them in Foxborough early in the season, then they have to go down to Miami, and that's always a house of horrors for them. So right, that's yeah. one. Yeah, they already got house. Yeah, they already got horror housed uh, earlier. And look, it's it's just hard to go down to Miami in September. It's hard to leave New England at any point and go down to Miami and play because it's either it's it's. 200 degrees warmer down there. Uh, just like it's hard. Oh, thank you, Citizen Tim, for like for gently caressing the like button. Um, at any rate, uh, at Vikings. I'll just say there. Uh, Bill Is that Belichick, a prime time game with Kirk Cousins? Belichick my, my, my. Thursday night. Belichick versus Kirk Cousins on three days rest. Who are you taking there? In yeah, prime time. Belichick. So, yeah. yeah. In prime time. That's right. Um, make sure the Vikings... Just want to see what the Vikings have before the before they play the Pats. I would assume they're on the bye this week, so it's not a bye. Yeah, they, they play are, the Cowboys. Equally huge game. 
They have the Cowboys. Is, they, is that the Cowboys on? Cowboys in Minnesota on the Sunday before they play the Patriots. Is the Patriots game Thanksgiving? Yeah, Thanksgiving night. It's the night one. <laughs> it was the night before Thanksgiving. I mean, look, I'm going to take, I, I don't, I'll be taking the Pats. Whatever the point, the Pats won't be favored and I, I will take the Pats right now to win and to cover, obviously. So I'm going to give, I think they're eight and three, eight and four after they lose to Buffalo. My goodness, four straight primetime games. You aren't kidding me, Sully. Um, let's say eight and four. I mean, at Arizona, at Vegas, both in prime time. It feels like one and one is a fair. Remember that Vegas one is Josh McDaniels, Belichick rematch or whatever you want to call it. And you know, you're talking eight wins there. Hey, hey, don't forget, uh, Belichick versus uh, former Patriots quarterback Cliff Kingsbury the week before that. Wow, look, it's all coming together. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, we're right there with that eight number minus 120 to go over right now at Caesars. It's plus eight? 100 under eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The over, uh, the over under is eight. Their over under is eight That's right now. You hammer that. Minus 120 is the over. They're gonna, they're, all right. So they're going to go one and one against the Cardinals and Raiders. And I, I think, I mean, they could, they could lose both. It's possible. Um, Kyler Murray threw for all of 170 yards the last time he faced the Patriots. And I'll tell you this too. I mean, a little bit more when we go into our you know Thursday night stuff. Murray right now is zero and four straight up and against the spread in his last four primetime games. Ooh, and let's not forget the new Call of Duty comes out soon. I mean, come on now. Did you see? Did you see the uh, Seahawks tweet with Pete Carroll? I don't think so. Oh my god! This like one of the best Twitter troll, one of the best like NFL team Twitter troll jobs of all time. So it's it's Pete Carroll photoshopped onto like the Cliff Kingsbury like kicking it at my house for the draft, you know, like when Cliff's like sitting there yeah. with like three phones. But he when he his house for the draft, yeah, it was like his you know the fireplace, the whole thing, the pool in the background. Yeah, but they they edited the background so it's Seattle instead of his backyard, and they edited his head so it's Pete Carroll instead of Cliff Kingsbury, and they edited the monitor and the um. There's a, they edited a, a big two of the monitors. One of them has a picture of Kyler Murray in a bright, like a bright Seahawks green, like suit, like walking in. And the other one says double XP weekend. Now I like you two were probably like, what the hell is double XP weekend? So I Googled it. I know exactly all this. The, I know that whole thing. You know what double XP weekend yeah. is? Yeah. How do you know that? I play call of duty. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm 28, like 29. So like, I was right. I was no, right. I'm, sure. about I'm just kidding. Uh, the, <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah, 28 or 29. No wonder you take. I forgot my age though. Cause I'm old. I am 29. I don't know why I said 28. So I am getting older. Okay, I forgot how I literally, I tell people don't believe when I say this, but I literally forgot how old I was for a year. It was awesome. I thought I was a year older than I actually was. Oh, that's good. You always wanted. Yeah, I got a free year. Yeah. That's I'm nice. still, I'm still working that thing off. Like I'm still trying to use that free year up. Um, <laughs> There you go. Look at this. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, so let's zoom in on the on the screen there, the two monitors. So the laptop has Kyler Murray and like a bright green Seahawks thing. And then double XP weekend breach, or I guess so you can explain it. It's like it's so, it like you play, so basically it's like you play online and it's instead of it's double bone, it's double bonus points. It's basically all it is. So that during that weekend, but it's about Call of Duty. Or, yeah, or, or, as, if you play well on Call of Duty, you, you get, get double XP double, double points. points. It's just but all, the whole weekend. Joke is that Kyler is like this. They are literally making fun of Kyler's contract clause. 
like a a fellow team. See, and this is why, like, like Matt Rule trying to like like hold down the the Panthers Twitter. Like, what are you doing? Let these guys get loose. These social like this is clever as hell. And by the way, I thought that was Pete Carroll posing like that at first, but then I was like, wait a minute, it's a good he would never wear that shirt, and he would definitely have like socks and old man uh, like. Uh, Whatever shoes Billy thinks I'm wearing right now. Like His white Nikes. <laughs> all white Nikes. That's all what he'd be wearing. Nikes, right, yeah. He would not wear loafers with – and actually, I think if you look at this, you can – no, that's a water top of a water bottle. Why does Cliff have so many water bottles on the floor? Um, thirsty. I, I guarantee you that Cliff has those really – like the low – I need to get some of those, by the way. The, the super low-cut socks. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? those are nice. But they, 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 like he, it looks like you're not wearing socks, which is like, ooh, yeah. look at this. Um, Victor Garcia, Sully's my age. Team Sully, we both <laughs> wouldn't get married if we won a million dollars. I don't know that Sully needs – Sully doesn't even need this. What's your what's your number, Sully? Is it like – does it have to be – do you need uh, – To call uh, off the wedding? Or – No, no, no. Like, you're like six million, you didn't flinch. Oh, okay. Fact, okay so what- even asked you. You volunteered it. <laughs> it's six million. <laughs> Um, would one million? Nah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Suffice to say, two million. We'll, we'll get the two. two million. Two, two million. I'm like, all right. Listen, we had a great run. <laughs> I spit water all over my desk. All right, so we're not going to be able to ask Solly money questions anymore. It's going to be banned from the podcast. I mean, so we're going to get in trouble. Solly podcast. Not even asked. banned from the podcast. Um, we had a good run. That actually should be the theme of this podcast. We had a good run. It was a good run. Okay, so anyway, um, so the, the the takeaway here from a betting perspective, Patriots over eight games. I, maybe I'm just drinking the Bailey Zappy Kool Aid here. Well, quickly, you know, it's you know because we're looking at two two different odds here. I forget what it was. It was plus money if they make the playoffs, minus one seventy to make the playoffs. I think. And so minus one twenty over eight wins. How many wins gets them to the playoffs? Yeah, that, we didn't answer that question. I think. Oh boy, um, is it nine? Because if it's nine, just take them to make the playoffs. All right. So let's say Buffalo is in as the division champion. One team from the AFC North gets in. One team from the AFC South gets in. Doesn't seem crazy, right? Chargers and Chiefs get in. So then it comes down to two wildcard teams remaining. And one of them is probably coming from the AFC East, the way that these three teams look so far. Although goodness knows the Patriots have a humiliating uh, 0.294 strength of victory right now. Um, hmm. I would, I think I would rather take the over eight wins versus the playoff. Yeah. Because I do think there's a chance that the Patriots are not as good as we think they are. That they're beating a bad competition. That they go three and one in the next four games. Totally reasonable. And we also don't know exactly like where these wins are going to fall. Like, yeah, we think that, you know, okay, of course, maybe they sweep the Jets or something. But if you lose to Miami, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker with the sweep on the season. You know, you never know how those tie-breaking situations are going to go. Right. And, 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 and the, the, Jets, the Jets could beat them once. I mean, they, they haven't yeah. beat them since 2015, but like this Jets team, it certainly appears to be different. 
you just need them to go five and six the rest of the way, and you at least get your money back. Push. And if they go six and five, then you're over cash. And I definitely feel like the over under here is the safer bet, even yeah. though obviously the value is not as good. But it's it is minus one twenty on over eight wins, plus one hundred on under eight wins. I mean, five wins feels I mean, like I'm, I'm looking to see if that's available locally. It feel and yeah, that's from Caesars. Uh, the, the minus 120 on the over eight. And that just it feels like a lock. I mean, Brinson, you kind of walk through the schedule here and three and one seems very realistic in their next four games. And that gets them up to six. And then you just need them to win uh, three of those final eight. Like that seems doable. I mean, they, have to, they basically have to go one and one against the Bengals and uh, Dolphins and one and one against the Raiders and Cardinals. And then steal at Vikings, uh, and uh, at at Vikings and, or one of the Bills games, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a it's a bet. That is, and, and so just to, before we go to break, does any of that? If like let's say they reach that ceiling, they get over eight wins, they even make the playoffs. Does that make you think about going forty to one on Belichick coach of the year? Yes, that's a good look. Wow. After that start. If Belichick starts one and three and makes the playoffs with with Bailey Zappi. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy candidates, though. I mean, it's it's what's so tough. I mean, Nick Sirianni, Dayball. I mean, all those guys are. Well, and and, and Kevin O'Connell. You would need a collapse from those those teams for Belichick to even be considered. All right, fine. We'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk talk about more Call of Duty next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so, <laughs> Billy's, please, I beg you, break. Um, I This is not available at, uh, I don't think I see it at Caesars, but they have uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player, Offensive Rookie, Defensive Rookie. And coach of the year available there. Um, but I thought this was kind of interesting. I saw some offensive player of the year odds. And Breach, maybe you'll appreciate this. Maybe you won't. I don't care if you will or not. Uh, I took AJ Brown 66 to 1 and Jamar Chase 33 to 1. Ooh. Offensive player of the year. Now, neither obviously, I mean, you got to deal with like Cooper Cup, you got to deal with all the quarterbacks. The thing about offensive player of the year that has sort of changed in the last few years is that it typically does not go to a quarterback. It's sort of Best best skill position player who can't be MVP because quarterbacks only win MVP. That's basically what offensive player of the year has become, I, I, I feel like. Or yep. 
if there's a if there's a really like a great quarterback season behind the MVP, you know, it's like here you congratulations, here's your second place trophy. Um, I also feel like the uh, the um, sort of the like that the offensive player of the year is a very uh, recency biased award in the sense that if someone lights up the final six weeks of the of the season, then they are a decent chance to steal that award. So just I'm just throwing that out there as two uh, possibilities of, of something you might want to look at. And quickly, yeah. Breach, didn't that happen last year with Chase? He kind of took a little bit slow to get started, and then he it just exploded down the stretch. I mean, Mac was winning the award. Yeah, we were talking about Mac Jones winning Rookie of the Year, and then Jamar Chase got Mac, high. Mac Jones was minus 1,200 going into Week 16, and Jamar Chase yeah. went nuts against the Chiefs and stole it. Should have bet on so, Jamar. That's an interesting one. I mean, he did have like, what? oh, this was... Uh, 225 yards yard or something yeah. like something the same, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Thursday night, Cardinals minus one and a half. I guess we should talk about these games. At home against the Saints. The Cardinals, of course, just traded for Robbie Anderson, therefore securing their wide receiver core. Uh, it's actually Marquise Brown is uh, Hollywood Brown is out for the foreseeable future, probably going on IR, but there's some hope he'll return this season. Um, Robbie Anderson brought in to try and sort of help that. DeAndre Hopkins is active for this game. That's pretty big. Marshawn Lattimore's status is enormous as it relates to Hopkins. I think, I think like that's to me, that's sort of where this game hinges because you saw Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow go off in the Superdome. Now, granted, they have a lot of success there. They're, they really like the Superdome. Um, but Cardinals at home, you mentioned it's like uh, Kyler Murray stinks in primetime. Like Marshall Lattimore to me is probably the difference maker in this game because if he's healthy and playing and he didn't play last week, he's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins, who should be fairly rusty. Uh, and if he's not, then Hopkins could possibly go off here. Any any trends worth noting on this game, Sully? Well, you said that you know uh, that Murray hasn't been great in prime time. The Cardinals haven't been good at home. One in seven ATS in their last eight games at State Farm Stadium. They don't play well at home. They play well typically more on the road. And as much as we're saying, uh, we don't know, right? Do we know if, is it Jameis? Is it Dalton yet? I probably should know that. But uh, Dalton's I, hurt. What are you, what are you I, I would think it's going to be Dalton. It might be Taysom. Well, they're both banged up, but yeah. you only have three days to prepare. I think you, you'll probably roll with the starting quarterback you had the week before, assuming he's healthy enough to play. And I know this will pain breach, but Dalton has not been good in primetime either. Six and 18 straight up, nine and 15 against the spread in primetime. Since and I think that's the second lowest since 2000 or something like that. That was the research team who had that one. But yeah, so you have two quarterbacks that haven't particularly played well in prime time. You have the Cardinals who don't play well at home. I, I still feel like I might like the Cardinals a little bit more. Like you were saying, the Lattimore situation is probably what has me picking one way or the other. But that's really about it. I mean, obviously, Hollywood Brown being out. They still have Rondale Moore, who I think has been better over the last few weeks and obviously since last year. They have Zach Ertz, who's playing extremely well. They have pieces. It's just a matter of who's healthy on the New Orleans side. And is Michael Thomas, Alave, Jarvis Landry, are those guys going to play, or are they going to miss another week? That's Jeff Duncan, uh, Saints beat writer, reported that on Monday that the Saints likely won't have Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Thomas, or Jarvis Landry, uh, but they do think they will have Chris Olave back. So hmm. they are definitely beat up. But, Brinson, to your point... So no... I mean, Hopkins. cards. Yes. <laughs> I mean, desperate, uh, desperate cards team. 
against the I mean, Saints defense that didn't really slow down the Bengals and has two quarterbacks who are really banged up and could really, really use Sean Payton coaching this team to try and figure out a way to circumnavigate the Cardinals defense, which is actually pretty decent. Yeah, I think I lean cards here. Uh, I agree with Stu Brumhill in the chat, by the way. This game could be properly stinky. Amazon. Is- <laughs> Where are you? Properly stinky on Thursday night. That's all we get on Thursday night. We went from Broncos. Great tagline for Amazon. It's like it's like Amazon Thursday Thursday night on Prime. They should be selling like that poopery. You should have to click on the link while you're watching the game. Like, is this game too stinky? Would you say that that this game is desperate breach? I would say both teams are desperate. Is it Billy? Play the damn clip. (laughs) Oh. Billy's taking a nap. Oh, Billy's asleep at the wheel. Desperation. Like, I can't believe that this he's he's like, a Celtics game tonight. He's going up to Boston, my area. Is he? Or yeah, for the Sixers? Sixers. They still have Ben Simmons on that team? They do not. I'm kidding. Um, I just like to remember. I, like, Ben Simmons is still great. He's my basketball. Carson Wentz. Um, no, I'm dragging Diva. Also, I don't, I'm doing you. a lot of other things over here, Brinson. What are you doing? Don't come for me. Don't come for me. I'm making you look good. Oh, really? I'll tell you this, too, real quickly about how sneaky Thursday nights have been. 36.7 points per game this season on Thursday night football. The lowest That's the lowest scoring Thursday game since 2006. It's kind of gross. Kind of gross. They should just put, like, toilet paper on Amazon, like the <laughs> right. same breach. Like, right, that's- so just real quickly, and I know we're supposed to be talking about the, the – uh, the games and betting trades and whatever, but you know, whatever, like it's a, this is a sort of a catch all fun show. Um, Saints Cardinals next Thursday is actually decent. Potentially, potentially Ravens oh. at Buccaneers, although it could be a matchup of two, three and four teams for all we know. The week after that Eagles at Texans. Bleh. The week after that Thursday night Falcons at Panthers. Ooh. Sign me up. I love watching Titans the Falcons at Packers. That I mean, that's a Lafleur revenge game, but it could stink too. Bills at Lions. That's the is that the thing. That's the Thanksgiving game. Never mind. Uh, uh, Bills at Patriots. Amazon is getting Raiders at Rams. 49ers at Seahawks. Jaguars at Jets. What is happening? What? I mean, there's at least two of those games where the line's going to be ten and a half. These games stink. What's the last one? You, get, you can't stop at Jags Jets. There's one more after that. Okay. Cowboys at Titans. That's not a bad way to end the no, season. Sure, whatever. All right. Billy's 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 like <laughs> exasperated. This is it's so fun exasperating Billy and Diva. This is ins- they're like, you have to talk to you've talked about one game. It's 36 minutes in. <laughs> uh so Giants Jaguars. Speaking of stinky games. Giants five and one, very good for them. Jaguars ugh, looked like they were going to win the division, and now not so much. Oh, and by the way, back to the Cardinals game real quick. The Cardinals have signed Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, friend hot of the Rod. podcast, friend of the podcast, is landing in Arizona. Might be kicking on Thursday. Keep an eye on that. Well, they uh, when they activated Hopkins, they cut um, uh, the guy Amendola. Amendola, yeah, Matt Amendola. Thank you. Um, anyway, Jaguar Giants and Jaguars. Jaguars minus three. Total 42 and a half. We uh we talked about this game on the early look ahead. Breach had the Giants plus two and a half as a best bet. It went up to Jags minus three and then actually creeped. Um it, it was trying to creep to Jags minus three and a half, which was really, really surprising. 
the Giants feel like such an obvious, obvious bet here. I'm probably going to end up talking myself um, when I'm writing my picks column into taking the the Jaguars because like every like every one of their brothers is going to be on the Giants. Yeah. This line stinks out loud. It's so weird. It's a it, weird line. I mean, you know, the Giants have been so good as an underdog this season. They're five and one against the spread, four and zero oh straight up as a dog. Maybe, maybe we're getting trapped. Maybe we're just getting trapped. It's, it, it is. It looks like a like a wide open bear trap. Well, the thing is, and we're going to talk about this other game later, but it does feel like the two biggest trap lines of Week Seven involve the New York teams, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think one of them will lose. I, and I don't know which one. I just think that we're everybody's so set that these are stinky lines that maybe at least one of them's right. Um, but with this one, I'll say real quick, Jacksonville third best in the NFL against the run. So maybe they just say, you know what? We're just going to absolutely shut down Saquon Barkley and see if Daniel Jones can beat us. And, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't been asked to put an entire game on his shoulders for four quarters. We've seen him do uh, some good things in a fourth quarter. Uh, but can he do can he sustain that over an entire game if a team is just shutting down Saquon Barkley? Uh, and one other thing about this game, Jacksonville has lost 18 straight games to NFC teams. And they are two and sixteen against the spread in those games. And Trevor Lawrence hasn't been good against the spread. I mean, since last year, since he's come into the league, seven and sixteen against the spread. Mm. He just hasn't, you know, really been great in this spot. But if we want to do this whole anti-New York thing, like these both feel fishy. If you lay the points with both the Jaguars and the Broncos in like a two-legger, that's plus two sixty-four at Caesars. If you if you lay the points, yeah. Do you want to just, just do, do a do uh, just do money line? Money line for Let's see. I, 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 got, I got fired up. So Jets were plus. You're, you're trying to hook the. Let's see, plus two fifty. Uh, but you're, you're talking no. about getting plus three with the Jets. Oh no! No, no wait, we're no, we're, fading, we're, we're, we're fading the New York teams. Right, 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 right. Uh, so if you do that, it's plus one seventy five. What I have at Caesars could be different. So you're just basically fading the the two, the two trap lines. Right, you take the Jaguars and the I, I'm taking I'm 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 betting that Jaguars and Broncos to win outright. Well, the Broncos down to two and a half now. Anyway, uh, let's talk about that game. Jets at Broncos. I mean, the, there is no one is going to want to bet on the Broncos. Like, the, like when they when we and I don't think public percentage matters at all, but when they release them, it's going to be heavily tilted. I think towards the Jets. You know, Robert Salas, the defense is playing great. Um, you know, Quentin Williams is getting PFF grades adjusted 10 points overnight. <laughs> like, out of shame. PFF got shamed into changing a grade, apparently. Uh, the, you know, the Broncos looked like trash on offense. That total is probably too high at 39 and a half and may keep coming down. Um, what any trends worth noting here? I'll say New York is five and one against the spread in their last six road games. So again, I know that we might think that this is a little bit of a trap, but they have played well on the road. And I believe that's obviously dating back to last season too. So it's it's a solid thing too. It's not just like one of these random ones. It's right. you know, so under solid. They've been pretty good recently on the road. Uh, well, one thing to watch in this game is the health of Russell Wilson. Uh, his hamstring got a little tweaked on Monday night and NFL uh, Tom Pelissero saying that it's possible it could be a fairly significant injury. Uh, and, you know, Russell Wilson refuses to miss games. and He took a fractured 
thumb last season for him to finally miss some games. So, you know, he'll try and play if he can. The one thing about the Broncos, it's just so hard, as bad as their offense is, which, you know, it is obviously horrible, is that their defense is that good. And so that's why, you know, even against the Chargers, they covered the spread when I think most people thought that game was going to be an absolute blowout. And so you have a Broncos team that's giving up the fourth fewest points in the NFL. And, you know, do you think the Jets can have much success against that? So this is, that's, we keep talking about this line, that Giants-Jags line that's fishy. And so there is, you see the path that the Broncos could win this, but they've just been so bad, you don't want to pick them. I'll Um, say too, real quickly, because this is something last night, just real quick, Will, the, uh, one thing to look at when these player props come out, look to see what Brees Hall's reception totals are. Because yesterday I was doing the preview, and they had Austin Eckler at four and a half at plus money. I think it was like plus 45, 145. He had 10 receptions last night. And yeah. so if there is issues with that secondary, Zach Wilson may be throwing it a lot more short. And we've already seen Brees Hall log a number of catches. So that's one to keep an eye out. Uh, no, it's good. Good look. Uh, targets from Brees Hall. This season, nine, one, 11, six, two, and two. So it could be like three and a half receptions. Now, and remember, too, like against uh, Miami and Green Bay, they won, they scored a lot late against both teams to make it a blow, make those two games blowouts, but they were leading or in close games most of the way. So if, um, you know, if, if Denver, like if you're playing catch up at all, it's it's a possibility he gets the some catches. That's a, that's a good look. Uh, did Breach, did you mention? I'm sorry, I was looking at um I don't know what the hell I was looking at. Uh did you mention the the, the tweet you dropped from Andrew Siciliano? Yes. Okay. Cause like if th- I would bet that this this spread is about to disappear. Mm. In fact, I, I bet if I bet it's gone in the next 15 minutes. You know, the crazy thing Maybe is less. though, if Russell Wilson doesn't play, does that make you more or less? likely to bet on the Broncos because it's a great point. I, I, he hasn't done anything this year to say he's worth points against the spread, except his name. It, yeah. You lose Russell Wilson, which in 2017 would be devastating. But in 2022, I, I mean, maybe the Broncos offense would look better with Brett Ribbon. Like, I don't know. He, <laughs> it's it, like, but like, can't look any worse. That's not even like the, the, the that's, not even, that's like the second craziest thing someone said about Russell Wilson on this podcast in the last 12 hours. Wilson, Ryan Wilson has suggested multiple times over the last two weeks that Russell will, but we have to, we have a bet, we bet about shotgunning beers last night. Like Wilson basically has to, he, like he's like Cliff Kingsbury and Russell Wilson will both be off their respective teams by the start of 2024. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. And unless, although, unless, you know who would be totally willing to take on Russ's massive contract in Carolina? Yes, sir. David Tepper. Like if Russ feels like he's got to get out, he's like, man, this Denver thing's really not working out. But you're talking 85 in 2024, 85 million in dead cap money. But you're looking at it if they cut him. Sure. Okay. Okay. Because I because I was I was talking with somebody about this last night too. It's like I I, I let's look at it and see because if you go to so you uh so oh no still 82 million dollars i mean 2023 like what they're gonna first of all i don't think the temper they're not gonna trade him like i mean 
I don't, I don't know, man. But also, I mean, I know that you're saying like, yeah, that's that's very much a Carolina Panthers thing to do. But it it almost reminds me of Indy too. Like at some point, you can't keep doing these retread veterans. You do have to go into the draft and try to develop somebody. Okay, so sixty-eight million hit, sixty-eight million dollar hit. If you're trading before June first. If you trade him after June 1st, it's an $18.4 million hit, but then $14.6 million the next $49.6 million the next year. Can I pose this question to you guys? Can I pose this question? Can I pose this question? Yes. What if, I mean, this is kind of outlandish, but I mean, I feel like both teams would like to see these quarterbacks get a fresh start, and both these teams paid these guys. What about a Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson trade? (laughs) <laughs> just dead cap explosion all over the place. Carnage. Um, I, you, you have to re, you have to redo the deals to do that contract. I just like yeah. it's again. If I mean Ryan Wilson has just opened the door for outlandish suggestions. Like let's trade. Like I heard somebody was like Packers should trade Russell or should trade Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah, this would be a hundred million dollar dead cap hit next year. And I almost feel like you'd have to send picks over to Arizona because Murray's so much younger. That I don't know if I don't know if Denver wants. To I would definitely want right? Kyler Murray instead right. of Russell Wilson. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just not on double XP weekend, but that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, if you're like, if you're the Broncos right now, we're just like, oh my god, what have we done? Because you're also, if you move, I mean, it seems inevitable at some point they're going to move on from Nathaniel Hackett. You got to remember, these coaches have guaranteed salaries. So this ownership group that just bought the team is now going to have to pay all of his salary, have a huge dead cap hit, whatever it might be. They're, not getting, they're not getting rid of Russ, man. They just, just have to keep Russ. You're stuck in it. You're stuck in it. You're for stuck right with now. Russell Wilson. You need to draft a quarterback at some, maybe in like the second round. Is it possible Russ is faking this hamstring injury to just get out of playing for this team right now? Oh, God! It's possible. Five minutes ago, Brinson said there had been uh, two crazy Russell Wilson theories. We are now up to three. Let's just keep it running. Billy suggested Kyler for Russ. That's four. Yeah. Sully suggested... No, I was going to make a joke. I was going to say, Sully suggested, like, the wall, like... Do you make Russell Wilson spend the entire offseason as a Walmart greeter? I mean, I think that's all. And, and like, hey, you can, either, you can either void your own contract or you're working at Walmart all offseason. Every, every welcome time to they come in, welcome right. to Walmart. Well, let's ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it on, 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 on Monday night. I, th- I think he got the message no, that maybe. No, no, no. He left. No, I'm he, saying I think he got the message that maybe you shouldn't say it after a loss, especially when you didn't play so well, because he got ripped after week five. But he. He like even made this like he's like like he looked at the microphone like I I want to say it but I can't say it and I kind of hate I kind of wish I was in Seattle right now like like anyway I don't know what we talked about has that but has anybody looked better in this situation than Pete Carroll I mean he's got no. Smith cooking and all of a sudden now Russell Wilson has just collapsed I mean he was getting dragged for a little bit there when all of a sudden the um he was getting dragged when they traded Russell Wilson a little bit I mean. People wanted to fire Pete Carroll. Everyone wanted people people like what? All right, Pete Carroll should just like they're like maybe this is just Pete Carroll blowing it up for the next guy. And even even they were getting dragged for like he's like oh they looked into Patrick Mahomes and I think it was Josh Allen too. It's like well yeah I mean if this is what he's seeing no no blame. Well remember I mean famously like that was when sort of the discord uh, really began 
between the Seahawks front office and, and Russ was when um, John Schneider was spotted. Because I remember, I think I, I think I'm the one who sent the video out. Actually, it's John Schneider is sitting there watching Josh Allen at the Wyoming Pro Day, and Allen throws an absolute bomb down the field and the Schneider turns and looks at John Dorsey who's the boys with from their days in Green Bay and he goes oh. and like and everybody's like ooh do the Seahawks want a quarterback ooh but it's like eh, Seahawks maybe like Dorsey I mean excuse me Schneider is a gr- like that dude is a like a scouting grinder there's nothing he enjoys more being out on the out on the out on the field uh, like out like looking for quarterbacks um and so I think that I mean he's the one I mean He's the one who sold Pete Carroll on Russell Wilson in the first place. And I think that they, they're like, look, we got Gino rolling right now. This is like Tavares Jackson, RIP, uh, but like but like 10 times better. We might, we could win this division and we will stuff it in people's faces. And we are going to have some high picks. Thanks, Denver. If the Broncos, if Russell Wilson is out for like six to eight weeks with a hamstring injury. I mean, Brett Rippon might be better as Breach says, but like that team's not going to win a ton of games. And the Seahawks could have some high picks and end up snaring a quarterback in the early rounds. And all of a sudden. You never know. I mean, let's, all right. So let's end this on a somewhat of a betting note. You, we both have the, we were just talking about this podcast. I'm just trying trying to make life easy for Devo (laughs) and Billy. I'm just trying a little bit. And so we were just talking about the Seahawks. Obviously DeAndre Hopkins is coming back for the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals 12 to one to win that division. The Seahawks. 15 to 1 to win that division. Is there one that you like better than the other? Wait, wait sorry, the Seahawks are 15 to 1 to win the division? 15 to 1 to win the division. They'll look worse odds in that division in the NFC. Bet on it again, I guess. I got here. I mean, that's that's a bet. I wonder yeah, I can't. That, that's unbelievable that you have a division where three of the teams are tied for first place. The Cardinals have looked like absolute trash and still have better odds than the Seahawks. I, I think I would probably bet. The Seahawks, I think the 49ers are plus 105. The Rams are plus 120. And then there the Seahawks are tied for first place, but still plus 1,500. That's, that's just I, a bet. That sprinkle is a bet. it. No, no, I, think I, I see 10 to 1. 15 to 1 is absolutely a bet. For sure. I don't understand. 49, I mean, look, the 49ers are devastated with injuries right now. Mm-hmm. Like They're probably the best team, but they're devastated with injuries. But this, the, Cardinals, the Seahawks should be favorite of the Cardinals. That's an that's incorrectly lined. That's why you watch. Take advantage. Take yeah. That's why you watch the show. That's why you yeah. All right, Sully, take us out. I'm just kidding. You, want, I'm just <laughs> you kidding. do it. If you want, I don't care. Um, you know, I don't mind if you. Seahawks could be in first place after this week if they beat the Chargers. Fifteen to one for the Seahawks is is should be a bet. Like that's easily. I, I mean, if you have access to Caesar's, good about that. To DM me, and I'll bet it. You know too. Desperation is a stinky cologne. There it is. All right, that'll do it for us. One day we'll hit these times. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Back tomorrow with the Brady Quinn football show. I'm sure that'll be a concise. Oh, Brady, Brady, it was another thousand dollars. We got to find a charity. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Sully, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You're ready, Bob. Hello? is a raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.